Welcome back to the Bitcoin Layer. I'm Nick Batia, and today we have Voltage founder and CEO Graham Krizik. Graham, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Nick. Excited. So, Graham, tell us quickly about Voltage, the origin story, what you guys do, and what you're here for. Yeah, for sure. We originally started as a really just trying to solve the problems that exist in Bitcoin at that infrastructure layer. And so um, my background has always been in like software engineering, a lot of cloud computing work. And I've been in Bitcoin since about 2012. And I have been contributing in like open source tech and like all the things around Bitcoin for a while. And then one day I was just like, you know, I want to go into this full time. I really want to work on this uh, in a more serious context. And so really was evaluating what is what is it, what are the needs in the space? What are things that I can contribute to? How can I add more value than um, just doing maybe some or open source contributions? And I saw the Lightning Network is like was at the time this really obvious like thing that's going to come to Bitcoin and really change the game, enable much more use cases, do a lot more for it. And I was like, cool, this sounds great. And I tried to like get, you know, use the Lightning Network. I tried to, this was even before like Umbrels or Start Nines or any of those like at home devices. I was trying to get like LND to run on a Raspberry Pi at home. And it was just like, it was so horrible. It was such a challenge to get anything to work. And so it was kind of like, you know, I wish that I had like a service that I could just go and like spin up a node on and have it, you know, just work and then be able to start playing with play with it from there. Um, so that was kind of the idea for the business of Voltage. And so I wrote the platform to do that launched it have you know scaled since then and we've like really expanded the product into not just you know the infrastructure of node hosting but we also do things of like liquidity management helping people um, get connectivity into the greater network as well as um, insights and actionable uh, material out of your node of like analyzing transactions viewing your channels all of those things so we're really creating a full service platform that lets businesses integrate lightning into what they're doing um, very very quickly without having to start from ground zero every time and we're also very very focused on the lightning network like exclusive like uh uh, more natively and that we, you know, the products and services that we offer, you know, you have real UTXOs, you have real channels that is your node, like you get, you know, uh, your seed phrase, all of those things. So it's very true to the protocol itself. And it's not some abstraction where we kind of offer you like an API on top. It's like, no, you get all of that raw um, access into the protocol. And talk about the Lightning Network and its position right now. So we have public metrics such as total Bitcoin in the Lightning Network. We've seen nice and steady growth uh, above 5,000 Bitcoin. Uh, maybe you can give us the latest numbers there. But what other qualitative or quantitative metrics are you looking at to measure Lightning Network adoption as it stands today and the direction that it has gone maybe the last six months or so? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It's 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 semi-challenging in that, you know, everyone likes, like the public metrics we have on the Lightning Network are like, you know, node count, channel count, channel capacity. Those are the ones that are like referenced the most often, which is like mostly the, the most public data that we have on it, which is very different than like a layer one, even in Bitcoin or anything where you, you can see every transaction, you know, hey, Bitcoin layer one is doing a trillion dollars or whatever. You know, you can see that much more easily and Lightning, it's much more private, which is, you know, a benefit of the, the protocol itself. But people try and quantify like, okay, how is it, how's it doing? How's adoption growing? How's all those things? Um, how is it progressing as a network? And the, the really the, the good pieces that come out of that or being able to evaluate that are more on like who is using it, who is adopting it, how much are they using it? What is the volumes like? And um, those are naturally much more private information. So it's hard to extrapolate, you know, broadly speaking, 
how is the network doing in, in those metrics. Um, but what I can say is it's uh, there's a lot of interest across the board in terms of like lightning, both from like existing Bitcoin businesses that are already transacting maybe in Bitcoin layer one. And especially today in like the high fee environment, we've seen a, a, a rush of people that are trying to add lightning into their products and services because it helps them, you know, cut costs, be more efficient, um, really have a much more stable experience inside of a high fee environment. So we see a lot of, you know, existing Bitcoin companies coming to lightning because it's like, it's the time it's, it's this high fee environment that, you know, is sort of created for in a way. Um, and then additionally, we see a lot of people inside of like traditional fintech um, that are coming to the protocol to like really um, they, they see the values that it, that it possesses of this instant settlement, uh, these zero, near zero transaction fees and this global uh, network. And they see that as a way that they can use they can leverage it to optimize their existing business practices. So when we think about um, adoption, how is it going? I think that, you know, we see those like public metrics, you know, going up, which is fantastic. But I think there's so much more going on behind the scenes that are not as easily visible inside of those public metrics where we see a lot of people coming to the protocol for different angles, for different reasons. Um, but we have seen that um, inside of our business where a lot of people are very, very interested in and bringing in the technology into what they're doing. And I see that as like the biggest uh the biggest catalyst for growth and like a, the, the best kind of metric uh, we have today as far as like, you know, who is using it, who is coming to it. Um, and we've that has grown even more steadily um, than like the capacity itself. We've seen like some really large companies start to uh, adopt it over the last like, you know, year or two years. Um, uh, so I think that that's a really good sentiment to like track like, OK, who is like, is anyone using this? And it's like, obviously, yes. Right. So as usage grows and interest grows, demand grows for Lightning Network products, I would just quickly ask you to put on your adversarial thinking cap, what are you looking at in terms of risks to Lightning Network itself or risks to Lightning Network being the chosen layer two of Bitcoin, which it has appeared that the industry has coalesced around Lightning Network in the last three years or so. It's very obvious to everyone, but put on your adversarial thinking cap for us. What do you see out on the horizon as the CEO of a Lightning Network company? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that so the the thing the things that I see is like in something that we work through work with customers on is like there's there's a the Lightning Network is very uh, different than like any other layer one or any other protocol um, in terms of like you know you have to have like these liquidity channels you have to have like you know an always on node and like all these different things and so it's very challenging um, for someone that has no idea about any of it coming to this technology and. Uh, and just starting to use it. And so that's something we are working on from like a product perspective is making that a lot easier. But, you know, uh, thinking in that adversarial way, uh, I see that as a big challenge of that if we are not able to service a lot of the the influx of people that are coming to Lightning and it's like just still too hard, we'll have all of these UX problems like figured out, then they're either going to leave or we're going to go just so far custodial inside of it that it like negates all of the benefits that come with Bitcoin and the Lightning Network itself. So uh, I don't, I think that that's an issue that we are working through, like us at Voltage and a lot of other folks are really trying to make the UX of Lightning, you know, much simpler and there, there's, there's, you know, more to do there. Um, and we're really excited about some of the things that we're working on for it. But ultimately, if we can't solve that, people are either going to leave or they're going to go custodial. And like, that's, you know, that just completely wipes out the benefits there. And so I see that as a, as a big one. And then I think also you kind of made a point on 
um, layer twos inside of Bitcoin. Well, and like there's there's been some other other protocols or other things like inside of like Fediments or like Arc that was like recently announced of like okay, how does Lightning compare to that? And like I'm of the opinion of I see the layer two systems inside of Lightning being like all of them. I think that all of them are going to operate. They're all interoperable. You can set, you can pay a Lightning invoice out of Fediment. You Arc and Lightning are su- supposedly going to be compatible like when that comes out. And so I see that as it being, I think ultimately it's going to be this big mix of like all of these different layer twos. I think that Lightning is going to be the kind of the backbone of all of them. And like, you know, these pockets kind of uh, use it to transact. So I think in terms of, you know, is it going to be the dominant layer two of Bitcoin? I think so. I, I'm of the opinion that it is. And I think that there, all of these other layer twos are going to exist, but they're going to be interoperable with this like main backbone that goes into, you know, lightning and Bitcoin. Can you explain it to me like I'm five, what ARC is? <laughs> I, I'm even struggling with that too. I tried to listen to the, to the, uh, he was on Stefan Lavera, um, you know, I think a couple weeks ago or something. And so I'm still, I'm still parsing that, uh, what it is, but it's a, it's essentially like a layer two protocol similar to lightning, but it has um, some benefits where you don't have to have direct liquidity established to other peers. There's more of a central service provider that can uh, essentially provide liquidity to all of the, the users. And there's also, um, if some changes happen to Bitcoin, uh, the protocol, there will also be a, a, le- a level of like non-interactivity where you don't always have to have an online server to, to transact. And so um, ultimately it's very similar to Lightning. There's some like, uh, and there's some changes to the protocol that remove some of those UX burdens. You know, Barack, the person that kind of came up with the idea for ARC, he basically made it in direct um, attempt to solve some of those burdens of like liquidity and interactivity. Um, so very similar. And, uh, but there's, you know, some, some trade-offs there. And it's also like to get the full experience of ARC as is promised, there needs to be some softwares to, to Bitcoin core or Bitcoin protocol to, uh, to make that happen. And so it, I think it'll be a little while before we see that truly in the wild. Thank you for that explanation. And it's just for the audience, you know, looking at lightning network and the promise of lightning network, well, there's other development going on around Bitcoin within Lightning Network and even some competitors to Lightning Network now popping up after the success and maybe some of the UX burden. So important to keep our eye on all that. And we can rely on high quality Lightning Network infrastructure companies like Voltage to give us a sense of what's going on in the cutting edge. So Graham is telling us this is a uh, not an issue for today, but um, more something that we have to keep our eye on. Now, Graham, you guys announced or there was an announcement recently that uh, was very exciting to a lot of people in Bitcoin and Lightning Network. It was the Google Cloud account on Twitter retweeting uh, the Voltage uh, product here. So can you tell us about what that announcement was and what's going on with Google Cloud? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we we've we started doing a partnership with Google Cloud, um, which is Voltage, like running infrastructure inside of Google Cloud. So we, we have a lot of customers that... Uh, you know, the larger, you know, larger enterprise level customers, they have specific requirements on what they need, whether it's um, the cloud provider that they need their deployments ran in or geographical region of like the UK or Asia or specific, you know, areas around the world. And so we are leveraging Google Cloud to service those types of requests of being able to, you know, deploy infrastructure to Google Cloud and go global as a as a platform with Google Cloud. And then additionally, we're doing a lot um, for, with Google Cloud as far as they have um, some like 
blockchain uh, services and we're, you know, servicing them inside of uh, being kind of like the go-to Bitcoin partner for helping customers that are, um, you know, interested in Bitcoin. And they have a, a Web3 accelerator that we're working on getting involved in as, as a provider for people that are going through that and want to experience Bitcoin and Lightning. So uh, there's a lot more to come on that. Actually, we're going to be doing more um, integrations, more partnerships uh, with Google as we move along. But ultimately, um, we are working with Google Cloud to go global as a platform, get Lightning nodes across the world, and then also um, be a provider to anyone inside of Google or like going through their Google programs and want to learn about Bitcoin and Lightning. Now, you guys are serving Bitcoin companies and then companies that are not exclusively Bitcoin companies, but more financial companies that are involved with technology or technological solutions for their clients. So. Let's start with the Bitcoin companies that you serve. What products are you providing for them? And you mentioned this rush in the latest fee spike environment in which a lot of people said, uh-oh, we need to make sure we have our Lightning Network strategy set. But maybe the companies that have been with you for a while, what do you do for them? Yep. Great question. Uh, so we, what we do is we provide, we, we have several different products and services uh, that, you know, each customer kind of touches like in different ways, but ultimately we provide one, the infrastructure. So that's like the node hosting, being able to have your node um, online, doing the backups, the networking, all the things that no one really, you know, wants to deal with. We handle all that for customers. And so they're able to just, you know, have a node and be able to transact through the node um, without having to worry about any of the, the backend things. Um, we also are have launched a, an LSP, so a, a liquidity service provider. So being able to uh, provide liquidity with those payment channels into our customers and help them uh, transact uh, into the network much easier without having to worry about, hey, I need to make sure I have all of these channels established across the board. Um, and then finally, um, we have like an observability tool that we're launching really, really soon called Surge. And that's a, a way of getting more operational awareness around what's happening inside of your node. So being able to view your transactions, do accounting on those transactions, look at your channel balances, get alerted of issues, all of the things that teams need to actually um, to, to kind of operate inside of the Lightning Network. And so all of those things combined, and we also offer some like managed service aspects of it where we can help people operate. So uh, ultimately, you know, what we do for customers is we help them just plug in the Lightning Network into what they're doing. Um, and that's everything from, you know, gaming to, you know, fintech to uh, exchanges, like it's kind of very across the board in terms of uh, how we how we interact. But, you know, we want to be the go to, you know, lightning provider. So you don't have to, you don't have to go hire a, a, an engineering team to go and set up a lightning deployment and manage the whole node and all these things. We do that for you. So you can focus on your product and just uh, like integrate lightning into, you know, what you're already doing or your, your existing products and services. The Bitcoin layer is sponsored by Envoy. Envoy is an easy to use Bitcoin mobile wallet with powerful account management and privacy features. Take it from me, you guys. I set this thing up in 60 seconds and you can too. You can set it up in 60 seconds, forget about it, and enjoy the zen-like experience of having your Bitcoin totally off exchanges. Not to mention, this thing backups your keys and encrypts them, so you don't have to worry about that either. You can download it for free on Google Play and the App Store right now. And now talk to me about the broader fintech industry um, what is the research and development that you're doing there specifically to build products for companies that don't really know what to do on a Bitcoin strategy level whatsoever? And are you coming in them and telling them, teaching them that Lightning Network needs to be at first principles 
when approaching the strategy to Bitcoin integration? And what can you share about the type of client uh, that you're working with? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we, yeah, we, we definitely have a, uh, we've seen an increase over the last like six months really of, you know, more traditional fintech companies that are coming to us that are trying to understand like, how can we apply Bitcoin and lightning, you know, to what we're doing and to like, to the credit of like strike, um, they've, they've kind of made, uh, this, this idea of like using Bitcoin as this like global settlement layer. Um, they, you know, they did it inside of their own products and there's a lot of people that are like, Hey, we want to do that. You know, like we want, we see that as a, as a great use case. And so we see a lot of you know, traditional fintechs come to us and some of them are inter interested in Bitcoin. They like you know, Bitcoin, the asset, they understand the protocol, they understand the, the benefits of the asset itself. But then there's also some that come to us that you know, they don't know anything about Bitcoin and they don't necessarily care. They want to, they come to Lightning to, because it's, you know, it has these properties of instant settlement near zero transactions. It's a global network, all of these things where they can say, hey, if I applied this to my business, you know, we can save, $10 million, $100 million a, a year in like transaction processing or um, things like that. And so the just the, the efficiency gains are what a lot of people are very, very interested in. And so, you know, we're looking at um, doing things with customers of like um, more like the global settlements, so maybe it's a bank or a, a service provider that has, you know, relationships across the world and they're doing um, international settlements across banks, which is very uh, costly and very slow. And so if they can, you know, use Bitcoin to transact from one bank to the other, you know, that, that cuts costs and it cuts um, time to resolution, you know, significantly. And so using it as a backend system to some existing um, services, and maybe the end user of their product doesn't know anything about Bitcoin. You know, they don't, they still transact in fiat, whatever it is. Um, and they're just using Bitcoin in that backend to facilitate more efficient operations. We're seeing um, some of that. And we're also seeing um, people coming to Bitcoin Lightning and wanting to integrate with the protocol like more natively of like surfacing it to the users being able to participate more in like you know that value for value context and like you know the creator uh tools and things like that um as well as you know just trying to add it as an option for um you know just tr payment processing like i think that there's a lot of people that uh have wanted to add in bitcoin and lightning um as a way of reaching a broader audience you know if you're only can transact in usd you know not everyone always has usd um so they if they would enable just bitcoin alongside it you reach more of an audience you know there's more people out there that might have bitcoin that don't have usd um and so you know we see it in, in that context as well okay graham i want to ask you a bit of a random question here but i'm sure you have hundreds or even thousands of companies in your uh, funnel in terms of companies that you want to target and you're trying to sell your product to within that funnel, or even in terms of choosing the companies that you're targeting, if you could share with us, what is, which company or company type are the furthest away from Bitcoin that you're actually willing to target? And for example, I'm thinking about, let's say a fast food restaurant chain. They're not necessarily a, t a technology company. It's a pure retail, small, um, you know, transaction size, $10 per transaction. Um, let's say it's a global chain, so stores all over the world. What type of companies are you willing to reach out to target that are outside Bitcoin, outside payments, and even outside the traditional banking sector? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's interesting. And I think that, uh, I mean, for like, 
us as an organization, I mean, we're very interested in just talking with people, even like McDonald's, if they're like, Hey, you know, what do we, what do we do for like Bitcoin lightning strategy? You know, we'll talk to them about it. And like, you know, whether we're the right provider or it's the right time or whatever, you know, we'll evaluate that. But so like conversations, you know, we're, we're here for all of it. Right. And so um, very interested in that, but I think, you know, more, more specifically, we're very focused on, I think that, you know, the first movers are like, you know, the fintechs, like the more banking level uh, folks. And I think the farther out, I think that your, your example is very, very good on like, you know, maybe brick and mortar, like franchises or something, or maybe the farthest out or in that context, like they, they use like, they use it in a different way or something. Maybe it's more of like that back end, you know, banking system that where they integrate it first. And then like, you know, rolling it out to like literally every location or something like that is maybe the last to go. So I think that I think that we see that, um, but I, I guess like the the flip side of that is like lightning is kind of, you know, people like to think about it as like, you know, the thing you're going to use to like buy the cup of coffee or like, you know, your cheeseburger or whatever. And like, you know, that's totally possible. And so I think that it's, it's sort of like that goes into like the chicken and the egg problem of like, okay, we need more people to be willing to pay. And then we need the source to, you know, accept it and like all of these things. So I feel like that's going to take a little while to like for that to all unravel. Um, and so like, you know, thinking about more conversely of like, you know, the, the fintechs, the, the banking sector are all like, you know, can have the use case today and like can benefit from it today. And I think that, you know, people like to think of Bitcoin as like, you know, this bank killer, like it's the thing that's going to like obsolete all banks or something. And like, you know, maybe, maybe in a hundred years, 50 years, I don't know, whatever, like maybe that'll be a reality. But, um, I think in the more, more immediate term, a lot of like the banking, um, folks like in, in that sector are very interested in, in leveraging it. They're kind of, I think of the viewpoint of like, we're either going to like add this as a, as, we're going to support this either like user facing or in the back end or something like that. Um, or we're going to get left behind. Like we're going to get left behind by this new technology. And so we need to have a strategy for it. So I think that, um, so it's kind of maybe like a, a little deviation from like your initial question, but I think that, you know, brick and mortar is probably a, a little slower than um, where we can see some immediate like efficiency gains inside of, you know, uh, fiat and uh, payment processing types. And I think it's relevant to know who you guys are targeting because for the, for the audience that is wondering, well, what type of companies are adopting lightning network today? Graham's here telling us that brick and mortar retail is not really on the radar. Um, it's not part of what he's targeting at the firm. They're targeting fintech, they're targeting Bitcoin companies so that we can actually bring in people using this infrastructure, understand actually that lightning provides this instant settlement network and you don't necessarily even have to use Bitcoin. Um, and we have Strike that maybe started this concept or started popularizing this concept as a way to use Lightning Network out in, in the real world. Now, Graham, I want to ask you another question about Lightning Network evolution. You talk about the interest mm -hmm. of companies. You were citing growing numbers on the number of channels, number of nodes, total Bitcoin capacity in Lightning Network. But then my question here comes back to the adoption curve and where we are today. Uh, from my perspective, I think that Lightning Network is at a place where I do believe we've hit the point of no return in that the network effects driving Lightning Network forward are very strong from multiple directions so as to give me the sense that it's not going to stop and that it might follow an adoption path similar to Bitcoin, maybe more shallow and many years lagging, but that the adoption path will mirror the Bitcoin network itself. How would you respond to that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think that I think about it in much of the same way. I think that we are past the point of of like no return. And like even when I kind of mentioned previously about some like the UX hurdles and things like that, I think that, you know, we're only we're only going to get better as a protocol. Um, we're only going to add more features, more capabilities, all of these things uh, inside of, you know, things like that haven't even, aren't even in reality yet of things like splicing of uh, Bolt 12, like for the most part um, for async payments. Like there's so many more like technical improvements that can happen inside of the Lightning Network protocol that um, we're not like, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to stay stagnant or we're not going to go back in terms of what the technology can do. And so I think that if we've seen what it can do so far, and then we're going to be improving it, I think that that is like, you know, the, the ultimate kind of bull case for it is like, we're just going to, it's only going to get better from here, which means that we're only going to see more and more adoption as we go. So I think that you know, definitely agree with you on like, you know, we're past uh, the point of it kind of going away. I think that we're going to continue. And I think that it's actually going to maybe pick up velocity um, over time. I think as we start to see these, you know, th these fintech, like more people that are kind of in the exploratory phase today, once they actually start like putting this into production, real using it for real, and then we mirror, we, we pair that with um, the technology advances, I think that that uh, opens up significant room for growth, uh, ultimately. Can you give any shout outs to either devs or companies or even business development folks that represent Lightning Network and the growth path, maybe some of the technical innovations that you're excited about. Uh, who can you shout out here for us? Yeah, that's a, there. There's a long list uh, to that. I feel like I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people working on like really really interesting things um, out there, and they're all like at different angles, right? Like um, Dusty has done a great job in like the splicing context. Um, there's like a Mutiny Wallet, which is going to be uh, something that's being developed. It's going to be a great kind of personal wallet. Um, there's people like Sonoda who are doing like energy settlement inside of Bitcoin or using like light, lightning for energy settlement, um, you know, Vita for like uh, video and, and things like that. So like there's there's a huge amount of lists from like the, the lowest level of protocol improvements all the way up to like people that are making very, very interesting new things on top of the, the protocol or like, you know, surfacing it to the end user. And so uh i think that you know all of the all of the implementations like have been doing a great job too of like you know lightning labs and and blockstream and and uh, spiral with like ldk and so i think that there's uh there's just there's a huge amount of work being done from like every layer of the stack from like you know protocol up to the end user and so i think that um there's I could probably like, you know, sit here for an hour calling out everyone specifically, but I think that ultimately there's a lot of people working, you know, very diligently on um, enabling the things that need to happen for this to be like, um, it's already usable today to, to make it like, you know, the most, like uh, uh, the easiest thing that could possibly be done and the coolest thing as far as like, you know, what we can enable with it. Um, and so I think that there's just, there's huge amounts of things happening that are hard to call each and every one, but, um, I guess like those are just a few. Graham Krizik from Voltage, CEO and founder. We really appreciate your insights today and we feel privileged to take a peek inside the lightning network from an industry perspective and an enterprise solution perspective, because it gives us a sense of where the network is in its, in its adoption path and where the network is in terms of the real people, Bitcoin users actually requiring the Lightning Network to 
um, send financial transactions. And as you note, it's not just Bitcoin companies. Fintech companies themselves can be using, leveraging the Lightning Network um, in a non-Bitcoin environment to settle money. So Graham, thank you for joining us. Please give the audience where they can find you and your work online. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Um, you can find me on Twitter. My, my handle is like at G-K-R-I-Z-E-K. Um, our website is voltage.cloud. So just go to voltage.cloud. Our Twitter is voltage underscore cloud. So um, follow us, reach out if you have any questions or anything that you know we can do to help you. And um, ultimately, if you are, uh, if you, no matter where you're at, business owner or just working inside of a business, you know, I think that there's, Lightning can apply across the board. And so I would, you know, feel free to reach out and like evaluating what is your lightning strategy. I think it all starts with the use case and the product. And so happy to work through that with with people and you know figure out how can this apply to you. Great. Thank you, Graham, for joining us today at the Bitcoin Layer. Yeah, thank you. The Bitcoin Layer is brought to you by Passport, a Bitcoin hardware wallet that you already know how to use. It has a gorgeous design, very sleek and form-fitting, fits right in the hand, has a directional pad, and frankly, you'll know how to use this the second you pick it up. Guys, if you've been putting off taking your Bitcoin off exchanges for any reason to this point, this is the device that you have to get. You can get it today at thebitcoinlayer.com foundation, and you can get an additional $10 off when you use code BitcoinLayer. Thanks so much for watching the video. We'll talk to you guys soon.